What's going on guys? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Tony Show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have Medel Pantaleon on the show. Medel, thank you so much for being here, my man. How's it going? It's going great, man. I'm excited to be here, honestly. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas time. So. It's Christmas time, guys. It's Christmas in two days. That's crazy, right? The years yeah. are already gone. Uh, Medel, I'm so excited that you and grateful that you took the time to be on the show. Guys, for those of you that don't know Medel, let me give you a little bit of background and, uh, and then Medel can kind of expound on his story. But Medel is one of the, honestly, one of the best boxers I know, you know? And so uh, I've shared it on the show before that I have recently gotten into, into boxing. My brother's a boxing coach. My sister's a boxing coach. And I've always loved boxing ever since I was a kid. And when I showed up to the gym, there's a big belt on the wall at the gym and it has Medell's name on it. And I remember I asked my brother like, what is that? And uh, Medell will share a little bit more about what that is. But Medell is, you know, a really, really good boxer. So tell us a little bit, Medell, about how you got into boxing, a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and how that whole situation kind of came about. Uh, just a little introduction then, huh? Just a little in introduction. Okay, well, I, I'm originally born and raised in Utah. Uh, I grew up in Midway. That's where uh, that's where I actually learned about boxing. Uh, I grew up in a trailer park, and a bunch of a bunch of kids there really liked to box each other. Mm -hmm. And so what they would do is that they would uh, get a trampoline and rip the inside of it. Oh. And so it's just the the rims of the trampoline. And so they would put two kids in there and then would box. That's actually smart. Yeah. And then on top of that, like during high school, we'd uh, we'd do fight nights and all that stuff. So. Originally, that's how I, that's how I got into boxing. Did you get into a lot of fights in in school? I mean, I wouldn't say like a lot of fights, but I did get you in. You did a, get into yeah, a, I did get in a, a couple of fights. So, do you feel like it was more of you wanted to learn boxing because you had to learn to defend yourself, or was it just for fun? Uh, I mean, you know, nobody really forced you to like fight each other. It mm. was just more like if you want to get in, then you can get in. Gotcha. And so, uh, yeah, I just I did it for fun. I really liked it, and I looked into it a lot more. Started when I was young. Uh, did everything off of like YouTube to be honest okay. um, but the other kids they actually went to an actual gym yeah that was open in Hebrew around the time and they taught me everything they knew so yeah a lot of people I feel like like the fight game you know, I'm a huge UFC fan I, I never miss a fight but it's one thing to be a fan or like doing it with your friends and your buddies and it's a whole different thing entirely to go to a gym and actually train for a fight you yeah, know? yeah. So at some point, you made the decision that you wanted to actually fight. So when did you make that decision and why? Uh, that was probably around like freshman year. I, okay. I Freshman year of high school. I, I There was this just this time where I'm like, I got to I gotta figure out what I want to do mm -hmm. with my life. And one of, the, one of the things that really popped into my head was becoming a pro boxer. And it's just very exciting. It gave me a lot of goosebumps. It gave me a lot of thrills. So, and I really just like getting punched in the face. So, honestly, that's where it started. That's where the switch went in. And that's when I took uh, boxing a little bit more serious. It, not just boxing, but sports in general. Mm -hmm. I just really thought you can find a career in in that aspect, not just business and all that right. other stuff. Right. And, you know, I've, I've been watching boxing ever since I was a kid. I remember back in the day. Before there was like streaming, my dad would he would he would buy the fights and he'd have to go to the like cable company and get like th this little box. This was before your time, brother. So he would have to get this like gray box with like a cable, and that and th like that was the only way to watch the fight. So I remember back in the day watching you know fights like De La Hoya against Chavez 
and just all these fight nights from, from back when we were kids. And so it's so interesting because now I kind of have a different perspective that I've kind of started just a little bit. I haven't, I haven't had like an official fight or anything, but just sparring. So people look at boxing, they watch it and they feel like I can do that. You know, like it yeah. looks easy, right? Yeah. At least, at least for me, I, you know, I, I would always watch it and I was like, okay, I, I would even like critique boxers. But now that I've even started to take baby steps into doing it, it's so difficult. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, your training, how you go about it. Was it as hard as you thought it was going to be when you jumped in full time? How, how, did, how is that whole dynamic? So, um, it's funny that you brought like Chavez, Chavez up in De La Hoya because that's the first fight I've ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Fight. I, was, I was a really, I was really small, and but I remember that Chavez got cut in yes, that fight, did. and he was bleeding. His face was like, bleeding, red. bleeding, yep. and that kind of scared me uh, in that little aspect. So when I when I switched over, I had to tell myself, "You're gonna get cut. You're gonna mm -hmm. get bruises. You're gonna these these things will happen to yeah. you." And but as long as you're in the gym, then the amount of it happened to you, the likeliness of it will go down dramatically. If you know how to move your head, then those cuts will, the likeliness of those cuts would happening will go down. Now, do you feel like that mindset was just automatic or did you have to talk yourself into that? The reason why I ask is because for a lot of people, you know, there's, there's the famous quote, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face, right? Yeah. So, you know, you can go in and, and feel good about yourself, but then you get cut, you get hurt. It's fight or flight. Yeah. You're either going to, quit or you're gonna say i don't want to do that or in your case it kind of pushes you to prepare better so that you can avoid being hurt is that natural to you or do you have to talk yourself into that i, th I think it, it was more natural um the first time i really got punched really hard uh, i i was just like oh man this so this is how it feels like and i didn't want to get hit by that same that same hand so when he threw that hand again all i tried to do was just move my head move my head um and then just try to like move my head and then try to counter it. That was my that was my main thing. And I think that was just like an instinct. It wasn't anything like, okay, this is this is what it is. I gotta talk myself to getting back into round right. two. It was more like this is this is it. This is this is how it feels and this is what I'm here to do. Right. These kind of situations kind of determines who you are. Really. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about the sport, you know, when you talk about boxing, MMA, even even bodybuilding, physique competition is that it's all day long. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, you don't you can play basketball, you can play football, but you don't play boxing or you don't play MMA or you don't play bodybuilding, right? Yeah. It, it becomes something that you have to do 24 hours a day, which has been one of the difficult things for me because in order to be successful, you have to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that I've seen it is, from my experience, you have to kind of shape your life around your sport from the time you train, your recovery and your sleep, your hydration, your diet. You yeah. know, boxing is all about weight. So, yeah. you know, it, it it's just about what number is on the scale. So how have you taken that? How have you taken, like, the things that you learn in the gym and then apply to outside of the gym when it comes to your preparation your sleep your food and things like that so um honestly i uh, when when i go home from the gym most of the time it's recovery i don't i don't really like to go out i don't really like to do anything extra unless it's like a, a priority thing then i probably won't do it most of the time I, I like to just take an ice bath which i like 
Uh, when I say I like, it's more like I have to. Yeah. Uh, I take the ice bath. It's not really fun being in there, it's but not. I know it's something I have to do. <laughs> it's terrible. And it's, but I'd rather do that than go out. Right. I'd rather, um, I'd rather eat, you know, a turkey sandwich all all day long than eat, you know, like five guys mm. and and risk that potential of not being in weight. Yeah. Um, I think it's just it just came easy for me when you say like all day long, just because it's just something that. You know, I don't find as as you don't a find duty. it difficult. Yeah, I don't find right? it difficult. I don't. It's not. It's not a job. Which it's, is rare because yeah. a lot of people, myself included, we love boxing, but you know, we love pizza too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. or I'm a very social person. Yeah. So you know, I loved. I love to go out. I'll, I'll have lunch with people every day. Yeah. And so, do you feel like you have to sacrifice a little bit your social life? in order to be successful or is that more like a personality trait for you um well there there are some times that i have to say no mm. obviously there's there's going to be times when your friends invite you out and you kind of you kind of like have to say no because you mm. know what's gonna what it entails um but most of the time i just feel like saying no comes pretty easy okay uh, you know it's just uh i like to talk to people and i like to you know to go out sometimes but if I have to, if I know I have to recover that night, it's so much easier saying no and doing the recovery. I think that when when you talk about that, it's important to have a circle of friends that understands that. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that I admire about you and your group at Legends that I've, you know, just barely starting to become a part of is that you guys really support each other in that sense, right? Yeah. You guys do a lot of things together, but you understand that you have this goal of prepping for a fight. There might be two, three, four, five people in the gym prepping for fights. And so talk to me a little bit about that, about how did you get to legends? What is the difference that you've seen between where you are now and maybe other gyms that you've gone to in the past yeah. and what makes you stay? So one of the, one of the things that makes, uh, that made me stay for sure was the fact that, um, people were just nice at legends. It was, it wasn't just like, you got to work hard. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. It was more like, you know, we got to build each other up type mm-hmm. of thing. And it's, it, it felt less lonely because a lot of people call you know boxing a lonely sport you know you're in the ring by yourself but with legends it felt more like you know i was there with another fighter who wanted me to progress as well you know uh shout out to mike honestly because he helps me a lot um he puts me in with he puts work in with me uh he doesn't try to miss any sparring days and he's just all around a good guy you know so Honestly, like when you go to other boxing gyms and they're like, you know, you got to show and prove that you um, that you want to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to do that with Legends, too, but they actually looked at you. You know, they actually wanted you to, to see you progress before they put you in the ring. So um, it's it's a different environment, right? For sure. It was and different. I've seen that. And I think that one of the reasons why it's like that and one of the reasons why I think that Legends has, has a good setup is because it's it's a hybrid between fighters and people that just want to get in shape. Yeah. Right? So you have people interacting that aren't prepping for a fight. Someone yeah. that's just trying to get in better shape. You have moms there, dads there, younger people there. So it's not like all these huge egos in a gym at the same time just no. clashing with each other, right? No. So, so you can be training for a fight, like a, le- a legitimate fight, and you can be next to a mom of four that yeah. is just here twice a week just trying to to lose a couple pounds. So I think that that dynamic makes it more of like a family structure. Yeah. Because like you said, boxing can be a very lonely sport. 
And many people believe that, you know, boxers are just assholes, right? Like boxers only care about themselves. They're really aggressive. They want to fight everyone. Yeah. And that's completely the opposite. Yeah, I I believe so, honestly. When, um, and I think that's because it comes in a lonely sport. When I first started, when I first started doing competitions with legends, I did training camp by myself. Mm. And I didn't like that at all. I, I, I liked the idea of someone putting in as much work as me, honestly. And I think when you put in work together it just feels more like of a companionship more than anything and i think that's why no one is full of themselves at legends it's more like you know it's it's more like uh teammates yeah if anything for sure you know and and you just like watching people progress you know yeah i mean i do uh and i think that's what the head coach in orem and sandy like to do as well they just like to see people progress no matter what the circumstances are Right, right. Now, so. talk to me a little bit about your family and how they view your boxing. I'll give you an example. My mom, she won't step foot in a gym to watch people spar. Like, she hates it. She, yeah. you know, my brother comes in with, like, a black eye and she, like, gets mad at him. She's like, what the hell are you doing? Who hit you? So, yeah. you know, she has kind of this very protective side, even though she knows that we enjoy it. But she kind of has this mom thing of, like, I don't want to watch my kid get hurt, yeah. right? So is your family the same way? How do they view your boxing activity? Uh, so, I mean, my, my mom is pretty protective as well. She she wants to come in one of my fights. She just doesn't know if she can handle it, mm. right? So, but she, she is supportive. You know, my, my dad is pretty supportive as well. You know, they... Obviously, they're they're Mexican, so they really like Canelo, and they really like watching, you know, Canelo fight. So they, uh, the fact that you know their son fights, kind of like they like it because they just want to see a big group of people watch me fight. Uh, but of course, my mom's pretty protective. She's just like, you know, why do you do that? Like, yeah. you know, doesn't it hurt and all this stuff? And I, you know, sometimes it does, but. So has she has she been to one of your fights before? She has not. Yeah, she has not. Yeah, she still has to. Do you feel like you'd feel more pressure? Do you feel like it would it would change your mindset if she was in the crowd? Oh, for sure. I'm never gonna lose in front of my mom. I'm never (laughs) gonna lose in front of my mom. (laughs) Yeah, and one of the the cool things about legends is that from the fights that I've seen, all like your band of friends traveled together, right? So yeah. So you had a fight in northern Utah, and you had a whole section just just cheering your name, right? Yeah, so that was that was really great, and that's that's what comes with supporting teammates, right? In Legends, I lo- I actually lost that fight, right. and it would have been so much worse. I would have felt so much more bad about it if I didn't have a support group that want like you know that told me it was okay and told me it was fine, and that you know other people said like they want to fight because of me, you know, because I'm the first fighter they've seen in that gym. So it was, you know, it was really great having that group of people being there yeah i I was there and it was a great atmosphere yeah and i think that that definitely helps pick you up right yeah so talking about that loss uh boxing to me is unique from other sports for two reasons number one when you look at team sports sometimes you can lose a game if you play soccer football basketball you can lose a game and maybe you're not 100 responsible does that make sense yeah because you have teammates for example if you play football you either play offense or defense yeah so you're on the field 50% 50% of the time and that's it. If you're an offensive player and the defense doesn't play well, you can lose a game and it's not necessarily your fault. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. When you look at sports like bodybuilding, for example, that I've critiqued this in the past, but sometimes they can get seventh place, eighth place, sixth place, and they, they kind of celebrate that 
and they have their reasons why they do that. But boxing, it's just you by yourself, and you either win or you lose. Yeah. There's no third place, fourth place, fifth place trophies. Yeah. It's just you, and you either won or you lost. So I think that that sport is unique in that way because it, it presents that dynamic that other sports don't have. So taking a loss, your first loss, how did how did you register that? Did you feel like it made you feel bad about yourself? It brought you down? Or did it kind of light a fire to where you wanted to improve? So it, it was a little bit of uh, like of both, honestly. To be honest, uh, the fir- when I first you know heard that I lost, when when I got out of that ring, I definitely felt felt pretty bad about it. I was just like, man, this sucks. I don't want to ever feel that feeling again, you know. Um, and 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 I put it upon myself, you know. I just thought that I didn't put as much work than I needed to. I didn't, you know, do as much recovery as I needed to. But you know, a week a week after that. You know, like I said, with the support of old my, you know, with Mikey, with uh, Eric, with Chris, with Ray, and everybody, they um, they really told me that you can bounce back. And so, when when I I kind of thought about it, it's like I lost, but it, that can't define me. That can't be who I am. I can't just be a loser for the rest of my life. I need to, you know, take that loss, and then go go from it. Right? Progress. Uh, like watch the video, watch the footage of how I lost and then learned from it, right? And I think I've, I, I've progressed a lot more than um, than that fight. I feel like I un- now I understand what I could have done to win that fight. And my next fight, hopefully in February, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll be able to execute that. And that's interesting because in many cases, I feel like taking a loss, even though now you have a one on your record, right? Yeah. On that right side, but it could be more beneficial than just winning by one point does that make sense yeah because if you win by one point you won yeah so it's like i still won like everybody wants to win the fight obviously even if it's a close fight but what i'm hearing from you is that you got maybe more benefit from taking that loss and contextualizing it properly than if you would have won by a little bit do you feel like if do you feel like if you would have won that fight by one point you would have had the same progress than your experience of losing? Um, probably not. Honestly, I probably I probably would have been more a little bit more full of myself mm. if uh, if I had won by that one point. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think that I would have progressed as much as I did in it. And that's know? and that's interesting because where is that line? Right? Because yeah. you don't want to lose every fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you're not trying to win from your losses. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're zero and seven. Yeah. And it's like I keep I keep learning from my loss. Like you're trying to win. Right, but it's interesting how you can take one loss and transform it into something better. Yeah, without also feeling like it's okay to lose. Yeah, right. And so with athletes, whenever I talk to athletes, I always ask that question because whenever whenever you lose, we we try to contextualize it and try to make ourselves feel better. Yeah, we'll say, oh, it's okay, or it wasn't my fault, or this or that. So with and you said this yourself, as, so, as soon as you got out of the ring, you thought about all the things that you didn't do. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't blame it on someone else. Yeah. Right? So, again, same question. Is that natural or is that something that you're coached into? I think um, with anything that I do, I think it was just uh, any. if I didn't do it the best way, then it, it just wasn't good enough for me, right? Um, I, think, I think my coaches definitely helped me and realized that, you know, you just have to look back at the footage and be better. No matter what, whatever you do wrong, you just got to look at what you did wrong and be better. And I think that did also made me realize that 
that's the key to success, right? You know, mistakes are going to happen. You're going to go in, into sparring. You're going to get hit. What are you going to do after that, mm. right? You got to learn from your mistakes. And I think this is a mistake that I'm definitely learning from. Yeah, I love that. And in your case, you're a shorter guy. Yeah. So most of the guys that you're going to be fighting are going to be taller than you. Yeah. So that adds another layer of difficulty to your craft. Right? Yeah. So how do you go about that? Because for a lot of folks, they could see it as as a negative, right? Like, I have to work harder. It's it's more difficult for me. I got to try to get on the inside. Yeah. I don't have reach. I don't have this. I don't have that. Yeah. So how do you keep yourself in a positive mental attitude? Um, and do you see that as a disadvantage? Maybe you don't see that as a disadvantage of being a shorter fighter. No, um, definitely. I don't. I don't think it's a disadvantage. I think it's more of a learning experience. I think if as a shorter fighter, because you have to put in that much uh, that much more work, because you have to get in in the inside and throw your best punches. You can't miss one punch because then they're going to be out of the way. And you got to work again to get in that inside. I think kind of puts a lot more of uh, a boxing intellect in the ring. You just got to read your your opponent better. And I, I you know. Yeah, uh, I am 5'4", and it's kind of hard fighting other fighters that are like 5'8", who are like four inches taller than me because trying to get in there is just hard. But if you keep working like that, you know, the next time that I fight someone who's 5'4", it would probably be, in, you know, a cakewalk. Yeah. So I, do, I don't think of it as a disadvantage at all. I, I just think that. of it as a learning experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. When you when you think about boxing, for example, I have I have a five year old son, my son Elijah. Yeah, um, he likes fighting. He's he's in the gym. He enjoys it. He was giving me boxing lessons yesterday. We were watching YouTube. <laughs> um, what would you say to a parent that is kind of thinking about what sport should my kid play? Should they play football, basketball? Uh, make the case for boxing. Where do you think boxing can help a child develop? Uh, Self discipline. I think I think boxing would definitely help any child be self-disciplined. It's more of accountability, right? You're, you're supposed to be accountable yourself to be at the gym. You're supposed to, you know, to wake up every morning to be on that diet. You have to have accountability. And to have accountability, you have to have self-discipline right. at all times. And so I think, I think for a kid um, who, like, you know, is going to get into boxing, I think that they'll learn a lot of self-discipline maybe and a lot of humbleness as well you know there's always going to be someone better than you it's just if you can get better at that person than that person then for sure really defines if who you, you are. had when if or when you have a child would you encourage them to fight oh yeah I, i've talked yeah. about it multiple <laughs> times i would i would encourage them to fight I, obviously it's up to the kid if they want to you know sure. do soccer or football or anything but uh i would definitely you know, be very biased yeah. into boxing. I love so. that. I, I love that. Now, let's talk a little bit about boxing as an industry, right? I'm, yeah. I'm very interested to, to kind of hear about your perspective of the state of boxing, right? You got all these phenomenons like Jake Paul, Logan yeah. Paul, having all these fights with people that are not boxers, but, you know, they're getting more views than probably any other fight outside of Canelo or outside of the big names, right? Yeah. You have... You know, people who are up and coming actual boxers who are, you know, number three, number four in the world that go against each other to try to get a belt. Yeah. And people don't tune in the way that they're going to tune in to watch Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, all of these guys. Yeah. And a lot of people 
criticize yeah. what the Paul brothers are doing, and I say Paul brothers because they're kind of the main the main yeah, people yeah. involved. How do you see that? Do you think that's good for boxing or bad for boxing? Uh, it's a little bit of both. When you say when you say that, like, you know, some like actual world champions don't get the same views because, like, let's say Jake Paul's fights on TV, then yeah, that's pretty bad because you want to see the actual athletes who work all their whole life to achieve what they've been working on. But um, I kind of like it at the same time with the Paul brothers because. They, uh, in my opinion, I thought boxing was dying as a sport. I thought not a lot of people were watching it, especially with MMA coming in. It was just, you know, now you had a competition with a sport that nobody's like, you know, not a lot of people know these boxers. So uh, when the Paul brothers started boxing, it just brought a lot of more young audiences to watch, you know, um, the sport. And, you know, and like, you know, I think Jake Paul is ignorant. Or at least he plays as the ignorant. But uh, him putting like names out like Canelo, him putting out name like actual boxers names out. Now you got those people wondering, oh, who's Canelo now? Yeah. And they find the, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Pound you, for pound. Do you think the kid can fight? Or Jake you, Paul? Or do you think it's uh, fluff? Is it is it rigged? And to a certain extent, you know, uh, I think he does pick out his fighters who who he's gonna fight. Do you think he has skills? Uh, well. He's been doing it for two years. I'm assuming he has something, you know. Yeah. But uh, to fight like someone like Canelo, no, nah, not in like. I would bet all my money on Canelo. Do you feel like he should fight a boxer? I do. Like a like a Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., like a Tommy Fury, or do you think he should just keep coasting and I know, think fighting other athletes, fighting other influencers mm, i think he should fight a boxer at some point i think that would uh if anything a lot of people would tune in I'll tune in a lot more if you fought a boxer because a lot of like truth be told a lot of people want to see him lose and so him fighting a boxer if, if all he's doing is just making views and trying to get money from it then i definitely think that he should and it just bring like it just ele- elevate the sport more because now you've got all these young audiences Knowing that someone can beat Jake Paul now, who's this guy who can beat Jake Paul? I agree. You know who can beat that guy? You right. Know? I that's agree. that's the that's the whole por- sport, the whole point of boxing. Who can beat who? And at the end of the day, I mean, it it's showbiz, right? So, yeah. So you want eyes, you want viewers, yeah. And whoever can generate that wins. So, Medell, just to kind of wrap up, you know, going back to your your advice going through this whole boxing scenario, I always ask every guest on my show the same question at the end of the show, and it's give yeah. us your top three tips. For somebody who um, likes the sport of boxing, maybe there's they know that there's a gym close by, they drive yeah. past it, and they have this thing in their brain of like, I like to fight, should I try it, should I not try it? Uh, maybe they have a little bit of self-esteem issues, they don't know if they can do it, not in yeah. great shape. Give us your top three tips for someone who's feeling that way. Uh, tip number one, just do it. You know, you, you won't know unless you actually do it. And um, I feel like if you put... If you go in and you like it, you know, you should try the next step. Go in and go in for two hours. After that, go in and try sparring if they let you. Um, tip number number two, um, just, you know, be patient. Because the thing is, is like, you know, I started, I started doing it when I was 12, right? And I'm still not that great of a boxer. I can, I can land good punches, but I still... They're still learning. Yeah, still learning. You got to work on stuff. And so being patient would definitely get you there you know keep doing it being patient uh and then self-discipline would be number three you know self-discipline being there eating the food that you need to food uh, that you need to eat eating you know doing the recovery that you need to do 
not going out every night, you know, staying late out every night. I think those would be the three things that would help you succeed in boxing. I love it. I love yeah. it, Medell. So last of all, let us know where we can find you. Uh, guys, If you, one of the things that I always ask my guests uh, is if somebody has a boxing question, if somebody has any, any, any form of question as it pertains to what we talked about, if they can reach out to you, where, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Legends Boxing Orum. Awesome. For, first off, you, you'll see me hitting the bag right there. And then you can also, I mean, you can find me on Instagram. Pretty simple. It's at Medell Pantaleon. So, um, but yeah, just reach out to me if you have any questions. Talk to me if you want to, if you're thinking about joining. And definitely come talk to me when I'm hitting the bag. You know, that's probably when I'm in my element. So I love it. When is the next fight? Uh, February. February. That's the plan. Yeah. All right, guys. Tune so. in. Tune in. Awesome. Guys, this has been uh, another episode of the Ask Tony Show. Medell, thank you so much. Thank you for, for showing me. up, for talking about, about your story, your experiences. Till next time, guys.